doing today as we look at our passage. Because Peter continues to to push us to remember these things. He is pushing the church to, to hold to the things that they have been taught. To, to grow in their maturity and, and walk with the Lord. We can't do that without remembering. Last week we looked at the power of, of God's word. We looked at, at these pages of scripture being the God-breathed words of God, the truth. The basis of what we have our foundation in. The way for you and I to mature. And our maturity in Christ is vital. The fact that you and I continue to grow in our relationship and understanding of of Jesus Christ is is essential. And Peter is stressing this as he uh, continues to take his readers through this letter... And he warns them of what is to come. Of what is already there. Please join with me in Second Peter, beginning in chapter 2. We're going to read the first three verses this morning. Peter says to them, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing the swift destruction upon themselves. Many, many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle. And their destruction is not asleep. We begin chapter 2 looking at these false teachers. These counterfeits. I'll be honest, as I was working through this message, I was really striving to find a good illustration for you to to illustrate false teachers, false prophets, the counterfeits. And God dropped one right in my lap. This week, some of you, many of you, maybe all of you, I don't know, um, encountered a counterfeit posing as Pastor Jed Johnson. By the chuckles, there's... Oh, man, that's not good. So, they, they got a hold of my email list and decided to present themselves as myself, contacting you in a counterfeit way. This is how the, uh, the response read after... Uh, you were encouraged in an email to uh, uh, not call me, not text me, uh, but email only. First of all, email is probably one of the slowest ways to get a hold of me. Okay? 
But after you responded, it would respond, the, uh, the letter went something like this in the email. Thanks for your response. And you would give your name. I've been working on incentives for some of our diligent staffs. But I've been very busy with church duties, and I aimed at surprising some of them with gift cards today. I believe you're the best person to do this for me discreetly. This should be confidential until all get the cards via email. This will go a long way to show we care about them. I personally be responsible for the reimbursement. Can I count on you? It's interesting, if you looked at that email a little bit closer, it would have been from Pastor Jed John's son. I have a T in my name, all right? I am not a John's son, I am a John Stun. They screwed that up. If you looked at it closer and looked at the email, the email was not my email, it was, a, it was close. It was jed.aplaceofgracegbc at gmail.com. Not my email either. And because I don't know if they're watching, I'm not going to give my real email. So, but it's very close. <laughs> Actually, I hope they're watching. They need Jesus. But, <laughs> they stress, don't text, don't call, don't verify. Just take swift action. Don't think... Just do. It's interesting that there was secrecy. There was hidden things that were all mixed in with this con. And really, at first, no, it still frustrates me that someone would do that. But what a beautiful illustration of what these false teachers do when they come in amongst the sheep. And they look so close to the authentic thing. Peter is addressing these counterfeits, these false teachers. Listen to what what Charles Swindoll says. I, I, I love this. He says, Of all the cons which we might fall prey in this world, the most damaging is the deception of religious phonies. Swindlers of this kind deal in counterfeit truth. An imitation meant to fool the unsuspecting. Everyday peddlers of falsehood receive nodding approval on television, in bookstores, and on the silver screen, and yes, even behind the pulpit. And church, this is the reason that Peter is striving and encouraging the people of God to know the truth. So when a falsehood comes, you will be able to identify it immediately. Because guess what? Your shepherd will not always be standing next to you. Young people, your parents, grandparents will not always be next to you. You need to know the truth. Challenge what you hear with this. God's Word. False teachers don't walk around with sandwich boards around their neck. On one side saying, follow and worship Satan. 
And on the other side saying, don't believe the Bible, don't worship God. I mean, my goodness, if we saw that, we'd run quickly, wouldn't we? Oh, they're much more subtle. Much more dangerous. The problem is, is they come in, they look like a sheep. But they're wolves in sheep's clothing. They speak very similar, but they use a different dictionary. Let me illustrate in this way. When my wife and I want to go out to eat, I say, sweetheart, what would you like to eat? She answers, whatever. In a normal dictionary, whatever means you can have free choice of any place that you want to eat. In her dictionary, whatever means whatever is really suiting to my appetite and taste buds today, or Texas Roadhouse. Okay, so that is the definition in her dictionary. In everybody else's dictionary, it means I could go anywhere I want. That's a funny illustration, but when it comes to God's Word and when we are looking at, at the things of truth, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous, and there will always be counterfeits. Peter is referencing in verse 1 from the past. Those, those false prophets of the past. And, and those false prophets, as you read through the pages of the Old Testament, many of God's prophets and, and teachers would address these individuals who would come and speak heresies. We see it in, with Elijah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. They are exposing the counterfeits that are coming to Israel. And it was fascinating that the people would be just enamored by, by what they heard. They would follow after these guys because, oh my goodness, they loved what they were saying. It appealed to their flesh. I find it interesting what, what Paul says about Satan. Second Corinthians, look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder. For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Hollywood does us a great injustice when they show Satan and he just looks like this gnarly, nasty, mean dragon. No, he clothes himself in light. Appealing. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness whose end will be according to their deeds. God's Word warns us of these false teachers that will come 
and church, they will sound good. They will look good. They will appeal to you and I. But God's Word warns us. I mean, consider this about Satan. In Galatians, we see that Satan has a false gospel. A false good news that goes out there. That directs all the attention away from Christ. In, in, in 2 Peter and in, in Revelation, we see that even, even Satan has a false Christ. The Antichrist. The one who comes and appears to be the Savior. What's scary is there's even a false righteousness. False righteousness, you're like, really? Look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Follow along. It's a longer passage, but it's something you need to hear. There is a false righteousness that you and I can even fall into that is from the pits of hell. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear the good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. It looks so close. These prophets, these teachers, are among them. When we look outside the church, when we see the the ones that are blatantly against Christ, we have those red flags. But oh, the ones that come in looking so close. They even try to bear the name Christian. In this life, we are not going to eradicate the cons that will come, the false teachers that will come. But in this life, we are to be alert. We are to be ready. We are to be watchful. And church, as your pastor, as your shepherd, this is one of the things that I watch for the most. The wolves that are blatantly coming in from the outside, those are easy to spot. But when they sneak in, Oh, how subtle it can be. 
And the danger today is greater than ever before. You can go to YouTube and watch a plethora of those who will teach Bible. You can go to the bookstores. You can listen on on Amazon to all these things that those are saying. And it's concerning. And we sit here this morning, we're like, how can we know? And they speak to the things that, that appeal to our nature, our flesh. It sounds good, it sounds fun, it sounds appealing, it's not convicting. Oh, it makes us feel so good about ourselves and the danger. I will tell you this, God's Word convicts. If you come to God's Word and read through it and are never convicted, oh, beware. Not only does it convict, though, it builds up, it strengthens, it fortifies And that is where we need to be, church, ready, prepared with God's Word. Peter goes on to reveal the truth about these false teachers. He's going to spend the whole chapter, and we're going to look at them in depth. But they come in, and they secretly, secretly introduce destructive heresies. They're very secretive. You know, I've, I've been looking. And I found something new. Never been seen before. Look at, look at this. They will quickly take Scripture out of the context in which it is given. Leading many astray. They're subtle. They twist things. They take God's word, and it's so close, but they just twist this. And they change. They present new revelation. It's exciting sometimes to find new revelation, isn't it? Oh my goodness, no pastor, no teacher has ever seen this in Scripture. That's a yellow flag. Beware. Think about that. If God wanted us to know, wouldn't he tell us? Oh, wait, he did. He gave us the scriptures and he gave it to the common language of the people. Why would he wait 2,000 years for new revelation? When there is secrecy involved around something, take warning. There is no secret to what I teach, to what God's Word says. But be very wary of those who do. Kind of sounds like the Garden of Eden a little, doesn't it? Satan comes. He just starts twisting little things that God said. I mean, think about it. God hadn't said much at that time to mankind. But he took that little bit and boy, he twisted it. Did God really say? He starts questioning God. 
God's holding out on you. There's something mysterious that you could have that he doesn't want you to have. Yeah, it's called sin. Stay away. But ooh, it appeals. It draws us in. The desires. There's greater knowledge. Adam, Eve. If you eat from that, you will be like God. You will know. Yeah, you're going to know all right. And it appeals to those desires, those temptations. You know, Satan really hasn't changed his tactics much. Why would he? It works. We fall for the same thing over and over and over. You know what's really interesting is I've been talking to people the last three days, telling them, no, I don't want gift cards. This is not the first time they've used this scam. Do you know why they're using this scam? Because it works. Because they can get it, and they can get certain ones to do it. If you did it, oh, I'm so sorry. Please don't. Those gift cards did not come to me. It was not for me. But worse yet, when we follow a false gospel, a false truth, which is a lie. And in every point of that false doctrine, they begin to take away from Jesus Christ. There's blasphemy there. To look at what Jesus Christ did. We just remembered His death, His broken body, His blood shed for you and I. And when we detract from what God did for our sin, it is blasphemy. When we say what He did was not enough and we begin to add to it, what blasphemy! That God was not capable of doing it completely. The ultimate atonement. Notice who they offend. Did you see that? Let me read it for you again. Even denying the master who bought them. Not their master. The master. God Almighty paid the price with His precious Son, Jesus Christ. And they deny Him. They reject Price paid, paid in full. I love that when when Jesus at the cross at the very end there he cries out, "It is finished." Church, he cried out, "Paid in full," and they detract from that. They say, "Paid a little bit, partially paid." Now pay up. What 
blasphemy. And this is not teaching a global salvation church. These false teachers would love to say there's nothing you have to do. You can just, everybody is, is, is saved. That's not what Peter is saying here. Oh, Peter would never. He watched his Savior die. He would never belittle the blood of Jesus Christ that way. But he said, you were paid with a price. And he paid in full. It is a gift that is offered to all. Not some, all. And there are those who reject it. They've denied the master, following their master, Satan. The author of destruction, the one who will be in the lake of fire. And those who follow after him will join him there. You're like, wow, you're coming down pretty hard today. Church, if there is ever a time for a warning, you look around and false teachers are prevalent I have watched men and women that I looked up to, I admired, that have gone away from Scripture to follow the desires and lust of the culture in which they live. You bet you I'm passionate about this. Because if Satan can get his claws into one of them, he can get his claws into one of us. And Peter is crying out, church, be prepared, understand, remember the things which you were taught. Do not fall prey to their destruction. Beware of the tactics. You know, if you understand the tactics in which they they use, you can guard yourself better. Be surprised how many times when I get an email, I actually look at the legitimate email that was sent. I'm like, well, that's not even a real email address. It's amazing how you can disguise and cover that up. It's amazing when you look, it sounds so true. I mean, wouldn't it be great to have someone stand up here and say, God loves you? Is that true? It's okay, you can answer. Yes, God loves you. That sounds true, doesn't it? God wants you to be happy. Okay. God doesn't want you to suffer. Wait a minute. In this life, you will have suffering. Jesus said that, by the way. If you follow me, they hated me, they're going to hate you. Whoa. But it sounded so good, didn't it? And there's, tr- there's just those nuggets of truth. And they're seasoned with the, the nuggets of truth, so when the lie slips in, it's subtle. Do you see how it can happen, church? One of my favorite verses that's not in the Bible that people quote all the time is God helps those who help themselves. First hesitations. Okay? 
And they say things so often, so frequently, we begin to think it's true. And many, many follow. That's the scary thing. Is so many love that message. It appeals to them. They many follow. They don't lack followers. They don't lack people appreciating and giving them applause. Because of them, the truth is maligned. It's destroyed. It's tore down. See, that's the thing with the truth. There's no gray area in the truth. It's either true or it's a lie. We've bought into the white lies of our society saying, well, it sounds good. Jesus in John 14, verse 6, I love this verse, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's not room for other things in there, is there? Put that verse back up on the screen for just a moment. I am the way, not a way, the way. I am the truth, not a truth. No one, that, that, that's pretty clear, church. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's no other way. In fact, Jesus would say, narrow is the road because of this. Broad is the path to hell because they failed to realize the truth. These false teachers are greedy. They're, they're teaching false words for their own gain. They take advantage of their hearers, they do it for their own glory, their own benefit, their own checking accounts. And Peter's warning them. He says, look at why they're doing it. Look at their motive. 2 Timothy. Paul warns, he goes, For the time will come, I believe we're in this time, church. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate themselves teachers in accordance to their own desire. Did you see that word accumulate? There's more than one. And will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Peter says, we didn't come to you with clever stories. We didn't come to you with eloquent words. Peter was a fisherman. Not a professional speaker. He was a nuts and bolts kind of guy. Here it is. Take it. But these false words, it's, it's a... The, I, I don't pull Greek in much, but this was kind of a cool word. These false words, it's, it's plastos. We get our word plastic from it. It's molded. 
It's molded. Think of a hearing aid, and as it's molded to your ear to, for you to hear what you want. These falsehoods are molded to you. To your desires, your appeals, your, your temptations, just to make you feel so good. Molded for you. And they draw you in. Conviction is not what people want. But it is what we need. We need to see the truth. We need to see what God wants revealed in our hearts. I love that song, From the Inside Out. Because what it's causing us to do is to look inside. These individuals look so good from the outside. Oh, they're slick. But they're rotting tombs on the inside. And they come in and they're teachers. They're pastors. They're YouTubers. They're popular. And I'm not saying everyone who's popular, everyone who's on YouTube, everyone who's a teacher is bad. That's not what I'm saying. The church, what I am saying, what Peter is saying, what God is, is warning for us here, is that there is no apologies for the argument that you and I need to grow in our maturity. And it's our responsibility, and we need to grow in our knowledge and understanding of God's Word. Otherwise, we will fall prey. And there's a truth about what's these false teachers and what's going to come to them. Did you see that in that verse? As, as Peter dives into this concept and this, this topic of the false teachers... Their judgment from long ago is not idle. And their destruction is not asleep. There is a judgment coming. God is going to deal harshly with those who mishandle His Word. If I came across the individual who did this and misrepresented me... I'd have some words for them. Imagine a righteous, holy God who comes in front, or who these individuals come in front of. And he deals with them as they malign what God has said, as they take what his son, Jesus Christ, did, and they twist it. They detract from it. They tear it down. He will deal harshly. And church, you and I should not fall prey. So what can you do? Three things. Stop. Pause for a moment. Think about what is being said. Don't rush to these things quickly. Second, look. Look. 
observe through God's word, what does the truth say, what did they say, and how does it line up? Make some observations and then listen. Listen to what they're saying and listen to what God's word says. And if it does not line up, follow this, not them. If it lines up 100%, then you can follow that person. As Paul said, follow me. But it is our responsibility, it is your responsibility to discern truth. Let's close in prayer. God, I pray for each one listening right now. Lord, as we consider truth, we consider the the falsehoods, the false teachers, the ones that come and twist what you have said. God, I pray that you would give a discerning heart to those here, to those who continue to look to your word. God, I pray that you would challenge your church, that we would not be idle. Oh, but God, we would be diligent. Lord, I thank you that we do have your scripture, that we may know the truth. Your son, Jesus Christ. And the truth will set us free. God, thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So to close our service today, we are going to sing a song that some of you may know back from when you were about this tall.